a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for, the sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig, presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Hey, everybody, welcome on in. It's Unrivaled 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Alex Keurig, Scott Mitchell. Oh, my goodness, we got to just hit the freaking ground running. Yeah, here, it's going to be a short show today. Short show. Short show. We're wearing shorts. Yep. It's a short show. Short show. Uh, One-hour program, less than now. We're, get you, we're getting you into uh, jazz basketball at 5 o'clock. It's going to be a, excuse me, 4 o'clock uh, pregame, 5 o'clock tip-off right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Uh, and you'll hear that coming up in just a little while. So we have to, it's basically our whole show is a two-minute drill. We're just jamming everything in here quick, and we're going to do a ton of stuff. And you know what? It's a massive day because we have to get into so many dang things. And a lot of it is, a lot of it has just massive consequences, too, because um, this is a wild thing that's going on right now in the West. And I don't know if it's a situation where sources are trying to, you know, trying to smoke out the, 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 the competition, you know, it, but the rumor mill is churning and it's so intense with college football right now and the Big 12 and the Pac-12. It's uh, pretty close on the verge to being really nasty, I think. And that's where we're going to start things off here, with a little bit of nasty with the cut. The other question. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. The cut, as always, brought to you by the folks at G2G Bar. All natural ingredients, no preservatives, the uh, G2G bar, plenty of protein, and uh, they just taste fantastic. That's what you want, right? You have a, and I don't know, maybe they don't want you to use it like this, but I've been using it as like a meal replacement. Boom. I think they're happy uh, having you use it however you see fit. I'll use it how I want. See if you're you're fit, you you use this. Listen, don't try to to tell me how to use my G2G bar. I use it how I want. They're so freaking good. They are good. I would just tell you, I love them. Super fresh. That's why they're in the refrigerated section at Costco, uh, Maverick, Holiday Oil, etc. Give them a shot. Um, 
And Trajan Wealth, local trusted financial fiduciaries. You've heard Scott talking about it. 801-899-7600 or their website, TrajanWealth.com. Okay, let's jump right in here, Scott, because the Big 12 is starting to feel like it's big. They're starting to act like they're big. And you know what? They're putting their elbows out. And Brett Yormark has continued to kind of uh, reach out there and see what what's available for them to be able to – you know, uh, expand the conference. They're always looking. And if you're a conference commissioner now, you better be looking. I don't care. You better consider everything. I, I think that's the attitude you have to have. It's certainly the attitude that uh, Brett Yormark has right now. And a Dennis Dodd story that came out on CBS that is uh, turning quite a few heads today is the Big 12 is reportedly, and those reports are getting more and more momentum, are looking at these four corner schools or some iteration of the four corner schools. This is according to um, a. This is according to reports. It says uh, that the Big Twelve is indeed looking at some combination of the four corner schools, if not all of them. Your Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, and to try to add to what they have. So, an actual. This is like attributed to Bill Self the head basketball coach at, at Kansas. And in the Big 12, there's probably not a bigger program, certainly in basketball, that's going to be ha- that's going to be able to have this type of influence. And he says, this is an actual quote, to me that's the one we have to get, talking about Arizona. And uh, I always thought that the Arizona schools, Colorado, Utah, Ar- uh, Colorado, Utah, and the Arizona schools are a natural fit for us. That's what Kansas State's coach, uh, coach Jerome Tang said. Who doesn't want to visit Arizona? So now this stuff starts to pop up. And then another report, I know this is long-winded here, Scott, but an- another report says that the Pac-12 is even on the verge of being in total destruction mode maybe in the next few months. So here, here's the thing. If recent history has taught us anything, it's this. There's no such thing as loyalty with any of these schools. You, so you mentioned – commissioners out there talking, they're talking because someone's listening to them. They have to be. And you'd be foolish if you're any one of the schools in the Pac-12 to think that you're going to leave your future in the hands of someone else. I don't think anybody trusts anyone else. I, I don't think I think everyone was blind so blindsided by UCLA and USC. I don't think because there were it made no sense for those schools to go to the SEC or to the Big Ten I don't think I don't think anybody saw that coming, and, and, and of course they would never considered the Big Twelve, but they did. They considered it. Someone talked to them. Somebody got in their ear, and they flipped them. Now, I think it only takes someone just saying something to one of these schools. I mean, you don't you don't have to get all four of those school, the four corner schools. You just got to get one. You have to get one. And 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 I'm and I you know the the school that I think is fascinating to me is Colorado. Colorado was a dead program, was a dead school, and all of a sudden here comes Deion Sanders. And Deion Sanders has now made it like super sexy to be in Colorado. And and he's making serious inroads. I mean I mean I mean he you know Deion is flashy, but there's substance behind the flash. There's a real person, the real thing. He's not at all, right? And so uh if you get Colorado or like Bill Self, if you get Arizona, if you get Arizona to go, any one of these schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, all of a sudden it's like 
Katie bar the door. Here goes. I mean, the floodgates will open. There's no way the Pac-12. There's no way the Pac-12 stays in existence if it has nine schools. There's no way. And then all of a sudden, you just go. As as he said, it makes perfect sense to have those four schools and BYU. I think you got to remember BYU. That that that's very appealing. And I know BYU fans and maybe you, some Utah fans they don't want it. But they really do want it. You're not on an island anymore when you're BYU in the Big Twelve. No, no, and, no. And there's a there's a there's a tremendous. I mean, this kind of inner mountain area of the Big Twelve it, it becomes very appealing. It really does. Now maybe it's not this grand scheme of college football look, but you have a significant amount of clout, and I'm just talking about football because Arizona is on the rise in football. Colorado's on the rise in football. If Arizona gets one competent person in there, they they usually do very. They, they're usually and who, very who knows what Kenny Dillingham does at Arizona sure. State, and of course, and then BYU. You know, it could be a team on the rise in the Big Twelve. You could really have a Western end of the Big Twelve if that was the case. I've always liked that. I've always liked those four corner schools uh, in the Big Twelve. I, I totally agree with this. I can totally see that fit fitting well into the Big 12 as easily as it fits into the big uh, the Pac-12. I, I well, here's I'm the, convinced though. I'm seriously it? convinced Alex. I don't think the Pac-12 has a vision. I don't think they care about football. I don't think they they know what they're doing. I don't think they're reading the room at wow. all very well. They never have. Everyone we talk to is like cuz you know you ask the question what what happened? Well, they just they they weren't willing to expand when that was really the 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 operative word. In these conferences, you need to get big. I don't, I, but, but see, George Klyavkov doesn't seem like a guy that gets uh, outsmarted, outwitted in any way, or outbusinessed even. I think he was outwitted before he got there. He just no. I mean, he we, jumped on board the Titanic, is what he did. Well, that may have been that might be the case. Southampton, right before it started crossing the ocean, <laughs> the George Klyavkov Fitzgerald jumped right on last minute, Lake Erie. No, but you know what? Uh, when you brought up the Utah-BYU thing, here's what I want to say to, to BYU and Utah fans. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's not about the rivalry at this point. It, 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 the question isn't about, oh, no, I don't want that because I don't want this rivalry. It's toxic, blah, blah, blah. If you are Utah, I think that there's a, a, a version of this where you have to look and say, what is the best option for us? And the Big 12, if the Pac-12 is sinking, will be the best option probably for you in terms of like actual geographical what's going to make sense. And a, and a conference that uh, has a lot of schools in it that are – you know, hefty when it comes to basketball, certainly and football, uh, to a lot to an extent. This is the third. I mean, people look at it just from the just from a TV standpoint. 
it's the third best conference. Just from a TV revenue standpoint, it gets the third most money. So you got the Big Ten and the SEC, and then it's a far distant third in terms of the money itself, right. but it's still there's there is a, a massive market for it. And then even after that, the Pac twelve and the ACC are certainly far behind in that aspect. So stop thinking about it like a rivalry. Stop thinking about whether or not this is a rivalry. And BYU fans, I'd say the same thing. Like, you cannot get caught up in, I don't want Utah, I want them to suffer over in the wilderness over there. It is best for you, too. I'm telling you, if Colorado is a conference mate, if Arizona and Arizona State are conference mates, you've already lived in the world with with Utah, and you know for as, as many misgivings as this, as this uh, you know, they're problematic, this whatever you want to call the rivalry, forget about it as a rivalry. Look at it like a moneymaker. Look at it like a TV ratings grab. Look at it like the way that you can build your program to be even more successful from a monetary standpoint, from a, from a, a just exposure standpoint. If you're going to look at the health of your program, don't look at it in comparison to, yeah, but I'd have to be in the same conference as BYU. You got to shut that part out. You have to look yeah. at it like this is a business transaction, and if this is the best business transaction to make, then stop worrying about the, the the stupid rivalry. If you hate the rivalry, don't go to the freaking game. But you know what you need to do is look at it from a business standpoint and go, this is the best option for us. And BYU, you know that it would be a freaking good move for for Utah think, and Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State. Just think about how much easier the travel does get. Think about that. think about right. The travel's one, but think about the rivalry game. Like, first of all, BYU hasn't really had a rival since they've been independent. And guess what? Utah hasn't had a rival since they've been in the Pac-12. Like, Colorado's not a rival, never been. Right. USC's not a rival. Everybody, it's, a, it's, a, it's the right? biggest joke. Even all the schools, they so, like look sideways so, at that, yeah. So if you're, a, if you're in the TV business, all of a sudden the Utah-BYU rivalry in the Big 12 conference becomes a big game. That's an important game. That game can actually take on a bigger meaning, a much more national meaning, meaning than it ever has. I mean, here locally people go, it's, you know, it's a big deal, but it, it, it doesn't have that national appeal. And now when you have it in, in a bigger conference and you have it in you know, Power 5 football, it becomes a much bigger deal. But I want to ask you this question, and I think this could be kind of fun. Yeah. Let's say the Pac-12 does implode. Let's just say one school goes. Let's say one school goes and, and, and all, the, all the dominoes just start falling. Yeah. Where do they fall? Let's, well, let's specifically, just say, let's Washington say, and Oregon. Let's say Arizona yeah. goes to the Big Twelve. Let's just say, let's just say they go. We just want Arizona. Let's just say they go. We want Arizona and Gonzaga because we want the basketball. So now Arizona leaves the Pac-12. Now there's only nine teams uh, in the Pac-12. Where do all those schools? So end then up? Arizona State goes. Hey man, we have to follow our I sister. We have a right? deal here, man. Or is there an open spot for us? <laughs> right. I if think the, I think if the you more, bring someone, so if a domino falls, so, so then it does dissolve. Does uh, does it does it dissolve? Does it dissolve? Do the four corner schools go to uh, the Big Twelve, or does a team like Utah end up going to the Big Ten? Does the Big Ten come in and go, "Hey, we'll take," or does or does the Big Ten come in and go, "We want the we want the San Francisco schools, so we want Cal and Stanford. We want that whole Pacific Northwest." We want Oregon and Washington. Oregon and Washington. We don't care about the Oregon State Washington because we know Oregon Washington can be a rivalry. It can be a Michigan Ohio State is. It already kind is. of it's, rivalry. It's bigger than right? it's bigger than and the quite other two frankly, schools, Cal Stanford's a huge rivalry. Okay, well, I mean, I mean, historic, historically, it, out, it was it was a big rivalry. I don't think they do. I don't. I don't. What happens to Oregon State? 
What happens to Washington State? I mean, I mean, are those the only two schools? And and do they get do they do, do they, they get, get absorbed into to the, the to the Big Ten or the Mountain West? or do they go to the Mountain West? Mm. What happens to Utah? What happens to Colorado? Do, do, does, do you go four corners to the Big Twelve? And you go Pacific Northwest and San Francisco to the Big Ten. Would the only thing that would hold up Utah from going to the um, to the Big Twelve, if if Arizona if the Arizona schools were like, dude, we're 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 going, and then Colorado's like looking at Utah, going, if you guys if you guys uh, go, we're for sure going, or they say we're going to go too. What are you guys going to do? Does Utah say no? Thanks, we're loyal to this dying pack. Like, does Mark Harlan really look at that and go, uh, no, this is the best option for us. We're going to stay loyal to this. Mark Harlan is an astute. He is not a dumb human being. This no. guy will make the best decision. Got to believe he's got a backup plan. He he said it, right? I mean, like, he has talked about, you're dumb. He came on our show and said, you're dumb if you're not looking for plan B. No. If you don't have other options. If you're not looking for other options, if you don't have your – like, we are we are very, very committed to each other. What if but you we did, have to be smart, and if there's something, we, we have to be mobile. You have to if, be mobile. What if you did this? Hmm. What if you said Oregon, Washington, Utah, Colorado to the Big Ten? And you said Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, Cal, and the two Arizona State school, or the Arizona schools to the Big 12. Because then you, the Big 12 gets their West Coast. Right. You get four teams, get four the, teams. on the West Coast. Uh-huh. They don't have to invite San Diego State, which has been also a name that's been thrown out there yeah. even for the Big Twelve, and and you have, you and maybe maybe San Diego State comes into this. I don't know, um, and so you have that basketball presence. You have Arizona. You have you have you have your conference that you want across the country, and maybe some of the you know because maybe Colorado becomes attractive to the Big Ten because of Nebraska, because there was a traditional rivalry between, and then you have in the in the Big Ten. You we really have a West. Yeah, you have Oregon, Washington, Utah, Colorado, uh, Nebraska, Wisconsin, maybe Minnesota. Right, that's a nice Western you, part. I love of how the, you big... s- the thing is, is it's become you're saying all these schools and you're saying the possibilities, and it really is some. It's it's every iteration of all these things you're talking about could happen. It's a massive mess, right? And all the and but all... but that's not so mu- that's not such a mess. To me, you know what a mess is? USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Oh, that's, a, that's a mess to me. But, and the, which makes and quite frankly possible. Quite then, frankly, right? BYU by itself to the Big 12, that's a mess to me. That, right, sure. All of that to me just feels like a start. It doesn't feel like it's the end game. And we keep hearing this over and over and over again about this, like, every day there's a new story out about the, the Pac-12. It's just it's imploding. And, and this new development and this new this – new, and we're sitting here – discussing this and i believe we're discussing this because i think i think everyone um their spidey senses their you know if we're having a real reality check here pac-12 is probably dead it, it's probably dead and and now it's just a matter of you know where all the where are all the the remaining assets where are they going to go so let me give you let me give you an interesting timeline here too because washington and oregon would be a massive get for any big conference that wants, I mean, th- those are say what you will about whether or not they're they're uh, you know the the football and basketball powers. They're know. the cherries on the on, on top of the absolutely. No question. So if the yeah. Big Ten wanted them, which is you know that's always been the rumor. So let me give you a little insight as to what these sources have said too: is that Oregon and Washington 
are targets for the Big Ten, but not for Kevin Warren, who's the commissioner of the Big Ten for the next 10 minutes. Yes. he outgo- He's outgoing April 17th. Uh, and they said, uh, watch April 17th uh, because – he was all sorts of I don't want to I don't want to engage in any yeah. talks with anybody because then he's about to he's about to walk out the door as the commissioner. He's not going to start negotiation talks with their media partners to yeah. renegotiate their TV deal right. even if it's even if there are two cherries out west. He's like I want to go out and not freaking worry about this right now. He doesn't want to be the guy who was in charge when percent. they killed the Pac-12. Let me tell you that April 17th yeah might be the time where we see something insane happen. Because then, if Oregon and Washington, if those uh, – the, these sources have actually said the dam is breaking. That's an actual quote that, that, that Dennis Dodd got from somebody inside. The dam is breaking. And the dam wouldn't be breaking with Oregon and Washington. The river is already down. Like, the, the town's going to be flooded. Like, that's it. Because then the Four Corner Schools have nothing – that they're going to be tied to with that pack with that pack. You have no deal you can make with Washington and Oregon off the table. There's no media no. rights deal that's oh, going to be reached. No. So you think about when this all started to be negotiated. It was clear back in the summer, and they had a uh, there was an exclusive window, I believe, with ESPN, where they had an exclusive option or opportunity, or maybe it was Fox or one one of them. I can't remember, but but there was like this 90 day exclusive window. And it was this, okay, come on, you know, let's make a deal here. Let's get something done. And I, I have to believe uh, the biggest holdup is maybe these universities were asking for more things or maybe maybe some of these schools were saying we want unequal share of the revenue. If we're going to – who knows who knows what somebody, one of these 10, uh, you know, chancellors or ADs said from the Pac-12 – uh, we got to have this, you know. We're, look, we're an original member of the Pac-12, and two of our original member schools have gone now. The conference that we love and whatever is is imploding. We want a bigger share of the pie. We've been here longest. We deserve it. We're the biggest name. Whatever, and maybe that's what slowed it down, or maybe it was slowed down because there were only ten schools and there wasn't enough game revenue or maybe the idea of someone going look we don't want to we don't want to spend a lot of money for games that are played late on a saturday night when a lot a lot of people aren't watching but nothing in any of this cuz you when you hear george klihovkov in pac 12 media days go we have to be creative like we have to think outside the box traditional television partners it felt like at that point were out the window so you're not going to get a big TV deal right. unless you add it to something else. Now now you just open up a whole new discussion. What is it like on a streaming service and the streaming service goes, "Well, we don't real we we only want these this and you know, we only want prime games. We only we don't want, you know, we don't want we don't want to buy your junk. You know, we don't, you know. Okay. And me- so 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 basically they've had all of this time and there've been all these issues. And guess what? They the issues aren't going away. There's there's no it's just like when the Civil War started. Like these these sides are so far apart. Someone is, you know, someone's going to be South Carolina. Someone's going to jump this ship is, at this I'm point. I'm worried about you. And and they're and and and, and here we go. And it it, it is. It, and I because there's too much smoke. There've been too much issue, too many issues, and too much time. That uh, and and the Big Twelve they got their deal done. So um, 
You know what? I, I'm I'm going out on a limb, and this is just my instinct, my gut. But the Pac-12's dead. Wow, the Pac-12 is dead. Uh, you heard it here first. Scott Mitchell's uh, already decided. Uh, we got to take a break. I, I could talk about this all hour long, um, and obviously anything that happens, you're going to hear it first right here, and uh, and the breakdowns. I mean, it is it's it's wildly fascinating. I'm worried about you. This is the second day in a row you've made a Civil War reference. Uh, <laughs> what was my other one? It was about how the first. Oh, the no, first they went out to saw this cute little, you know, fun, a little fun, fun little war. Holy cow, like, those are let's real bullets. Let's have a picnic. Yeah. Oh, wow, those people are actually dead. Like, well, they shot and killed them. Like, so, no, this is a real thing. I just want to reiterate, too, whatever thing, whatever problem a BYU fans and Utah fans might have, if this were the case, if the Big 12 impl- or if the Pac 12 implodes, and I even think that if it didn't, I think that. It would be an amazing move for Utah to be in this uh, to Utah to be in the same conference as Colorado, the Arizona schools, some Texas schools, and these Midwest teams. Um, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. All right, uh, we'll take the break. We'll come back when we return. Uh, we just have tons of stuff to talk about, but it's a short time, so uh, short show, and we're getting right to it. And we'll come back after your uh, after your uh, Jazz at Thirty update, and we'll bring you some more. Hey, Aaron Rodgers news. <laughs> still out there. Ooh. I don't know how much I want to talk about it. But Jazz and Magic tonight in Orlando. We'll talk about that also as well. Stay with us, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.